This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I am one of your hosts, Tom. And I Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Not so great. Not so great? Why? I got a haircut. Uh-huh. I shaved my beard. <laughs> no, you still, you trimmed your beard. I trimmed beard. my beard. Yeah, you still have a beard. Um, I always forget how small my head is. <laughs> it yeah, really it bothers me. Yeah, it just looks like, uh, like, the, like it's just the end of your neck. Yeah, I got yeah. a dang pinhead. <laughs> well, hey, you said it, not me. Now, here's the thing, Tom. Uh-huh. I know steroids are bad, Uh huh. but everybody in Major League Baseball, right. they're like, oh, this guy must be on steroids. His head's so huge. What if I <laughs> take steroids? And the, and the other thing, the other reason I've never done steroids, Tom, uh-huh. is that uh, well, <laughs> they're like... They're like, you can't just take steroids and then you'll be strong. Mm-hmm. You have to work out yeah. and then you get strong. But that's not the case to make your head bigger, right? Yeah, because they're not working their head out, I don't think. No, there's no way. What, are they going to like lift their eyebrows up and down? Yeah, or uh, scrunch their face. They and just furrow their brow and a lot. And then look surprised. Yeah. Uh, boy, I wish we could split the difference, Tim. I, my head's too big. I know. I'd like to take some yeah, of your boy. burden to ease my burden. Man, if only uh, that lamp we found was actually <laughs> enchanted and we could have wished. We rubbed the hell out of that lamp. Yeah. Nothing happened. Um, we could have wished uh, an in-between. What happens if you two people find a and lamp? You get a smaller head. What happens if two people find a lamp and rub it at the same time and the genie comes out? <sighs> um, I think it, it's going to be like a photo finish. Somebody touched Whoever that touched lamp it first. first. Yeah. You know, and the genie, he'll know. Yeah, but yeah, the genie doesn't want to be put in that. I don't place think people adjudicating. say. I don't think people say that guy must be on steroids. His head's so big. Yeah, they do. That's what they said about uh, Barry Bonds. That's yeah, what they're saying like, about uh, Brett Gardner. But like, they're all like all of them is big, not just their head. They don't turn into bobbleheads. No, but the thing is, you can get strong without steroids. Very few people's head, like, between the age of 23 and 37. because it grows everything. quadruple in size. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So maybe you can just work your head out and get it bigger. I don't think you can. Yeah. I would do it if I could. What about those, uh, like, neck machines at the gym? Neck machines? Yeah. No, that'll make my... No, then I'll really... <laughs> then you'll really have a pinhead. Yeah. Well, you know what sucks. Then it'll suck. be like, now this guy, this guy's got a tiny head, and now he's got no neck. Yeah. And that, now, like, his Shoulders neck's bigger than his head. head. Yeah. yeah. That's the worst. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, take some steroids. And, yeah, if you don't... And then don't work out. Don't work out. My body will stay the same <laughs> and my head will grow. I think this is a, a crackerjack idea. Well, that doesn't help me uh, shrink my head. I don't know. If I take steroids and work out, will my head still get even bigger? Yeah, probably. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, and also, you shouldn't get any stronger, Tom. I'm so- <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for noticing. Yeah. I'm amazed at this point. It's hard not to notice. You're wearing that uh, that wrestling singlet everywhere you go. Well, it's easy to move in, Tim, yes. just in case I need to move real quick. Yeah, one time I accidentally walked in on you. And the, well, I, one time I, was, I went to the same bathroom. You were staring at a urinal, but you were completely naked because you had to take off the whole well, yeah, wrestling it's hard. singlet. Yeah, because yeah. I had to take the shirt off and the pants off. 
Because, uh, yeah, it comes out, it's like suspenders. Yeah. You never wrestled in high school, did no, you? No, I didn't. Wrestled? Do you, Tom. Um, what? Look at me and ask that question. <laughs> well, yeah, your head would be a lot bigger if you had yeah. wrestled. I could get out of the headlocks real easily, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just slip right yeah, out. Yeah, you would have been uh, like a real ringer. Yeah. Uh, somebody would have tried to ring you, and you would have wriggled out. But then I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known what to do. Yeah. Then you get like oh, you a could, folding chair and you hit them with a with a folding chair. You could right? just run around in a circle till they get tired mm. chasing you. I would probably get tired though. Um, uh, I wrestled in like early high school, and boy, the most embarrassing thing in the world is wearing that wrestling uniform, the singlet. Yeah, like well, you're you going chose to wear it into your, well into your thirties, though. <laughs> you know you're. Uh, you're going through puberty. You you're you've never been so uncomfortable in your body. And then somebody's like, "Here, wear this. It's uh, hot pants with suspenders, <laughs> and it's very tight. And mm. and it's, and there will be girls there watching you in yeah. a feat of strength. Oh God, I remember they would be like, "Oh, the the cheerleaders have off, so they're gonna come cheer on the wrestling meet." Wait, like, they only no, came when they had the day no, off? No, don't have the cheerleaders come, please. Like, uh, I'm so embarrassed just having uh, uh, this fellow, body. <laughs> yeah, and fellow wrestlers, like, parents seeing it mm. on full display. I don't need girls my age looking at this. I don't care what parents think about me. And it was also, like, a, a singlet from, like, the 70s. It was, like, all stretched out in weird places. They didn't give you new singlets? No, of course not. Yeah. It was like, ah, don't worry. We put this through the industrial washing machine <laughs> a decade ago until a, a boy your size came along. Let me along. ask you this, Tom. Did you uh, did you and the rest of the boys on the wrestling team get ringworm? Uh, I never did, but other boys I did. I feel like that's that's rampant in high school wrestling. Yeah. They don't clean those mats very well. They it don't clean through those the feet. M- yeah, they don't clean the mats. And then sometimes to I, I left wrestling before the whole like cutting weight thing came into uh, play. What's this now? Where you uh, uh, drop as much weight as possible right before weigh-in. Oh, yeah. So you can, and then... Uh, you can like wrestle yeah. in a lower class because then right. You, so what, you, you go. So if you weigh 125 pounds, you can weigh in at 110 pounds, and then you're wrestling. 110? Some, you drop 15 rest- pounds? I never did it, but you, you're wrestling some pipsqueak, uh, and yeah, you're, you've got your paws all over him. You're just manhandling him in the yeah, ring. But if he's got a pinhead, he'll squeeze out. <laughs> he'll squeeze out every time. Uh, but I got out before that. But that's where a lot of people got ringworm because one of the ways that they would make you lose weight is they'd roll you up like a sushi in the wrestling mat. What? Yeah. And, and then, then just you let just you like sweat, sweat it out? Yeah. Ugh. And I then they'd one be like, all right, next guy, and put him in there. So not only is it, you know, horrible, but also like claustrophobic. Uh, like I get, I don't get claustrophobic in elevators or small space or anything. But if I'm in a space where I can't move my arms, oh, that's why you don't I'll... like to be swaddled. <laughs> I always try to wrap you up and swaddle you, Tom. Yeah, no, I t- and I. And I I'm think it'd look you, cute I, though. It'd be but very I hate cute. being swaddled. It doesn't calm me down. It makes me even more. Yeah, anxious. but guess what happens? Then you go to sleep and then you wake yourself up because your arms are flopping everywhere. You hit yourself right in the face. Well, you know what? It's a small price to pay. I don't like being swaddled. I'm telling you that for the last goddamn time. I don't know, Tom. 
I think I think it's adorable. <laughs> I, well, I, I was I was friends with a guy who um, he was he was on the wrestling team. Oh, and, oh uh, another one at Tim's. So I was friends with a wrestler. Yeah, I'm gonna name drop a wrestler. His name is right Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> well, you were not friends with Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, and uh, this guy, no, his name was Jeremy, and he I was, told, a, he was a nice boy. Okay, um, I, yeah, I know Jeremy. He was in wrestling with me. Yeah, I know. He, he was, was younger. I know. I he was my age. Tom, yeah. <laughs> you've just corroborated my story, which you were trying to poke so many holes in. <laughs> Uh, he was a good wrestling boy. Yeah, you know what he did? What? He wore one of those uh, space blankets. Mm-hmm. He draped his body in space blankets. Yeah. That they give you like... Uh, in, in space. No, in... Uh, they give them to you in space. Who? The aliens, Tom? No, use not your head. the aliens. NASA. Uh, <laughs> Tell me to use my head. They, uh, <laughs> when you're in the woods and you get rescued, uh-huh. the space blankets, the shiny things. Yeah, yeah, or like to in a trap fire. in your heat. Right, and you sweat. And he uh, cut class for a whole day because the wrestling weigh-in was after school. Yeah. And what he did for eight hours mm-hmm. was just <laughs> sprinted around the lake yeah. nonstop. And we were watching him from the window. <laughs> but uh, But what he told us before he went out there, he's like, there's a good chance I will pass out. No. If you see me pass out, try to come and get me, but whatever you do, do not call an ambulance because right. then I won't be able to weigh in. Yeah, because the wrestling take me coach to the hospital told, for dehydration. The wrestling coach told me I yeah. cannot go in an ambulance, <laughs> otherwise I won't be able to weigh in. Right. But to do this, to cut all my classes and run around the lake draped in space blankets. And did he did he make weight? Did he died. He do it? Oh, he died. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, the ambulance never came. <laughs> well, at least you were true to your word. Yeah, I'm a good friend. I've talked on this show about how uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooka once said to me, "Get out of my face, you little bastard!" The right? the, the the low r- level. Uh, low level. Tim, he would come off the top ropes. He was wrestling at our high school for some reason. <laughs> well, he had a drug problem, I think. Yeah, and, he murdered a guy, too. And he murdered a guy, so he had to come wrestle at our high school. Not in like a wrestling meet. I didn't have to wrestle against him. He would have been outside my weight class. Uh, no, I was just trying to get his autograph, and uh, I got too close to him, and he freaked out. Yeah. I was like 10 years old. Yeah, well. You know what? I had it coming to me. Also, I uh, there was like uh, one of the guys. Were you uh, wearing your singlet? I was not wearing. He didn't know I was a fellow yeah, wrestler. Exactly. That's you probably, either had to go up there in a singlet or wrapped up in a in a in a wrestling mat. But if I had come up to him wearing the singlet, he might have thought I was a, a foe, a competitor, right? And he might have body slammed me right then and there. Mm. I'm lucky I got the warning of just being called a little bastard, <laughs> being scared away. He spit in my face. I'll never forget. There was so much spit. You and never washed your face again. I never washed my face again. And all I could think was like, this man's so huge and he's spitting in my face, but all over his body's glitter. Just like, a, you know, he had like glittered up his body, I guess, for, for the... Under the, the lights. The, that for the bright magical, lights yeah. of our high school auditorium. Yeah. So everybody could see. Um, but yeah. Uh, I would not recommend wearing a singlet. Uh, you know what? I've never had a, a custom singlet. Maybe it would be nice. Maybe. Bejeweled? Bedazzled? No, no, no. I'm just saying, big, like, uh, cut, cut to tea. me. Cut to my form. Hmm. Cut to my uh, curves. Right. If you will. Yeah. Uh, me and the boys often talk about your curves, Tom. 
All right, Tim, enough about wrestling. Enough about wrestling. We got to get to serious things. Let's Myths. O- yeah. Oh. And legends. Yeah, Tim, it's October. And you well, know what I like that means. Call Smocktober. So everybody at home, grab one of your dad's old dress shirts and put it on backwards. <laughs> For painting. Yeah. And send in your painting. Is that only in our elementary school? No, no, no. Everybody does that. That's how you make a smock. Yeah. Well, you think every other, uh, I mean, maybe in France they get real smocks. If I had a kid, Tom, Uh uh, right now at this point in my life, and they're like, uh, Dad, give me one of your dress shirts. I'd be like, no, I need those. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I I plan on wearing this until it disintegrates. I don't have an old one. uh, All my old ones disintegrated. (laughs) Yeah. I literally put on a shirt the other day. I was like, ah, the shirt's got a hole in it. Oh, I guess uh, pretty soon I'm going to have to stop wearing it. Yeah. That wouldn't uh, stop your theoretical child from getting a paint stain on yeah, an art class. exactly. I'd be like, you don't want this shirt. It's got holes in it. You're going to get paint through there. Art teacher to invest in some smocks. Yeah. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking well, about... Well, it is Smocktober here on, <laughs> <laughs> on The Complete Guide to Everything. We're talking about myths and legend. We haven't done a myths and legend episode in a long time. Yeah. Very long time. Yeah, but these tend to be spooky, and I'm easily spooked, huh? Yeah, you've been uh, terrified since the last one. Last time I was so scared, my skeleton popped out of my body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Boy, and it was hell getting it back in there. Yeah. Took a full year. Yeah. Yeah, here we are. That was be- last Smocktober, as <laughs> I recall. Um, but this this uh, particularly spooky episode, we're talking about the Men in Black. Yes. The 1997 film. No, we're not talking about the movie Men in Black. What are we talking The comic book that the movie's based on? No, no, no. The real Men in Black, man. Now, I was not aware of this, Tom. You really weren't aware that Men in Black are real? Tom. Uh-huh. Tommy Lee Jones played Agent K. <laughs> Will Smith played Agent J. Uh, but do you know, Tom, who was originally supposed to be Agent K? <sighs> I don't know. It it doesn't really even matter. That's not what we're talking about. Clint Eastwood. Okay, so just another grumpy old white guy. Yeah. Uh, you I know, mean, I, I can't believe that. Tommy Lee Jones and Clint Eastwood were up for the same part? I mean, Tommy Lee Jones does not have the gravitas that uh, Clint Eastwood has. I feel like he kind of did at that point. He was coming off of um, uh, A Time to Kill was the year before. Was he even in that movie? <laughs> Maybe he wasn't. I think he was. I don't think he had a big part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Nobody could ever figure this out. Um, I don't know. Clint Eastwood. You uh-huh. know what? Get out of here, Clint Eastwood. Get out of Hollywood. I mean, he's very old. He managed to make Sully boring. <laughs> yeah. The, great- the story the- of the greatest man on earth. Yeah. And I, I, I couldn't even watch. I watched 20 minutes of Sully, and I was like, I got to go. Well, but the first 20 minutes are the only good ones, right? Uh, that tells the, the tale of the Miracle Flight. No, it's first a dream sequence of uh, Chesley of Sully, Sully Sullenberger uh, crashing into Manhattan. It brought uh, back all sorts of bad oh, memories geez. about uh, <laughs> yeah. bad things that I witnessed in my lifetime. A lot of us witnessed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, only Clint Eastwood was like, yeah, I'm going to take this triumph and, and just fucking give p- 
people PTSD for a second. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Tom Hanks uh, was great, though. Grew a mustache and everything for the role. Wow. He's a committed actor. Yeah, it might have been a, a fake mustache. I don't know. But either way. There was oh, a- he would have. Uh, might have been a fake mustache. For the man who lost like uh, 70 pounds for uh, freaking Castaway. You Gave him he- type 2 diabetes is what happened. Did it? Uh, no, he says uh, <laughs> that's not what happened. Okay, then who did say it is what happened? Maureen Dowd. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, anyway, yeah. uh, Will Smith played Agent J. Yeah, we're not talking about those men in black. Yeah, yeah, but I want, I want, I want you to, to hear something. Chris O'Donnell mm-hmm. was originally offered the role of Agent J. Chris so O'Donnell's Will- gained a lot of weight recently. Has he? Is he in a movie? Does he's he on some diabetes? CBS show that I saw on a plane the other day, and I was like, wow, he's... That's okay, Tom. No, I I was just surprised. I didn't recognize him at first. Yeah, well, he turned it down because he's like, this character's too much like Robin, and I just like <laughs> Robin. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. Oh, he'd be lucky. Yeah. What a role Robin is. I'd love to be Robin. Too and, old to be Robin now. Well, he already played Robin, and he's like, I've done this. Oh, I could play Robin to Ben Affleck's Robin. I don't think uh, to Ben Affleck's <laughs> Batman. I'm not sure Ben, if ben Affleck's, Affleck's going to be Batman for much longer. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I want to be as Robin. Yeah, by the time this episode's <laughs> come out, Ben Affleck might uh, be <laughs> fleeing to uh, to Europe right behind <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yes. Um. But uh, uh, you know who else turned this down? This pissed Tim, me off. This is not about the Men in Black movie. It's it's the episode's called Men in Black, Tom. <sighs> Hold right. on. Who else turned it down? This is gonna infuriate you. We're gonna be the laughing stock, la- laughing stock of the UFO community, Tim. David Schwimmer. Wow. They were like Ross. Will you play the the Will Smith role in Men in Black? He's like, no, I'm too good know. for it. Well, this time? I'll have to ask Rachel. This was '97, so they were filming it in like '96. Mm-hmm. For some reason, first couple. So of did he turn it down for the pallbearer? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh no, I think the pallbearer is going to do better. I, better at the box office. For some reason, he was the guy. Like, uh, they tried to. Uh, break apart uh the friends kind of <laughs> like the producers <laughs> of friends came in and they were like all right we're gonna lowball everybody but just like we're gonna make david schwimmer the star of the show <laughs> and they were gonna give him more money than everybody yeah it was like out of everybody on that show but, you're giving david yeah. schwimmer the most money I would, and to david I, schwimmer's credit i would bet my house that i don't own that he, if you had at the time taken a poll of who's your favorite character, he would have been dead last. I don't know. People loved the Ross, the Ross and Rachel uh, storyline. But they, and if because they love Ru- Rachel, they didn't get love rid of him. Ross. You get rid of that monkey too, Tom. And don't forget, Marcel was a if huge put, part of the. No, first Marcel of would have to be a, a separate. Uh, uh, Marcel thing. and Ross were a package deal, Tom. No, I'm I'm saying you're my, rewriting history right now, and <laughs> nobody likes it. In my hypothetical poll, it would say Ross, excluding uh, Marcel the monkey. Yeah, but that's that's not a reality based poll, then, Tom. No, uh, it turned out to be reality because where was Marcel in the later seasons? Yeah, well, he started biting everybody. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what? You're telling me with all the resources Must See TV had, they couldn't have gotten a monkey that didn't bite people? Why didn't they just take his teeth out? (laughs) I'm sure they did, and it was still just, like, too much. Yeah. 
Is that n- inhumane? Yeah, it's inhumane to remove the teeth of an animal that's biting because it doesn't want to be uh, uh, on a tel- uh, television show. Oh, on show. the number one television show in America? <laughs> Suck the it monkey up, monkey. The monkey has no idea that it's the number one TV show. It has no, no frame of reference. It wasn't even the number one TV show. That was a trap, Tom, and you, you lost. What was ER? ER, yeah. yeah. Well, it's still you the same it. night. <laughs> it, it all fed into ER. Yeah, it's true. What, what was your point? Oh, that that Ross was gonna be in. Yeah, but he was like, "Oh, I'm too big for like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be in this movie. This movie's gonna be," and it turns out that movie was the fifth biggest movie of that year, Tom. That's it. I'm surprised it yeah, wasn't higher. Yeah, I think higher. it might have been higher. I'm going from memory here. <laughs> You're going from memory. <laughs> I'm going from my box office memory. Yeah, from uh, 20 years ago. Yeah, I I. I <laughs> Read box office mojo mm-hmm. uh, religiously, and I just commit as much of it as I can to memory. Tim, we're not talking about the. So, uh, so David Schwimmer's <sighs> credit, though, Tom, uh-huh. uh, when the producers were like, "We want to pay you more than everybody on Friends," yeah, he was like, "No, they're my friends." <laughs> and oh, they and that's where they came up with the name of the show. Yeah, then they, you know, if you recall, the Friends wasn't originally called Friends. No, it was called Ross's Friends. Ross's Friends. Yeah, and he was like, you know what? Everybody should get paid the same, and we should just be the Friends. And then they changed it to the Hogan Family. That's not true, Tim. You're thinking of a completely different TV show. You're thinking of Valerie's Family. Yes. Which was later the Hogan Family. Yeah. First it was... Well, and that was first. Be- it was Valerie, then it was Valerie's family, and that was because Valerie was like, "I should get paid more than everybody yeah. on this show." She was an anti-schwimmer, is what yeah. she was. And they were like, "How about we'll just kill you off screen?" Yeah, man, what they did to Valerie, I'll never forgive them. Um, as a kid, I don't think I even really noticed. I just knew that show was for scumbags. That show was not Tim. Everything I liked as a kid was not for scumbags. <laughs> I don't know. Hogan's family was not for scumbags. I was very confused as a kid why Hulk Hogan was never on it. Yeah. That was a confusing thing. Uh, or anybody f- in a singlet. You were just waiting for somebody <laughs> to. Uh, I feel like somebody wasn't a singlet. I feel like. Uh, Jason Bateman. Uh, Jason Bateman wrestled maybe yeah. one episode. Maybe. I don't know. And then a scumbag. Got, then probably got ringworm and he had to stop. But those aren't the Men in Black we're talking about. Today. Oh, not the Academy Award winning film Men in Black. What Academy Award did that win? Best Makeup. It was also nominated for oh, Best Original Score and Best Art Direction. Okay, good for them. Okay. Well, good for them. We're talking about... Tony Shalhoub was in it, too. I remember Tony... I remember... Okay. I've seen the movie. I remember all this. Yeah. Have you ever seen Monk, though? No, I don't think I really have. I've never seen an episode of Monk Yeah, either. I'm not interested in seeing it. Yeah. My I've dad seen, really likes it, I've though. seen Men in Black. I've seen Wings. I'm good. Yeah. We're talking about the real Men in Black that the comic that the movie was based on. What is what has Tony Shalhoub been in lately, though? <laughs> Tim, it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna throttle you. I'm gonna st- strangle you with both hands. We're talking about the Men in Black, Tim. This is serious. These are real men. They dress in black and they're scary. You know when they appear? When there's an alien invasion? Not just when there's an invasion, Tim. When there's a sighting, these okay. guys pop so this up. F- Pretty much is like the movie. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Okay, well then why won't you let me talk about the movie? <laughs> because you're talking about behind the scenes <laughs> stuff. You're not even talking about the movies. You're telling me about hypothetical, like like who might have been cast. Yeah, I think it's valuable information. 
Anyway. When Will Smith danced uh, in the video. Uh-huh. Mm, the man in black. Yeah, clap, clap, sending that's you forget me not. Yeah. Um, is that a really Elliot? What, what do you mean? Is that a real? Dancing alongside yeah, him? Yeah. It no. looked very real. I bet if you went back, it would not look that real. It was uh, probably not CGI that aged well. Here's another crazy fact, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Smith did uh, did that song, yeah. Dances with an Alien, which may or may not have been a real alien. Uh, for Men in Black 2, uh, Will Smith did uh, Black Suits Coming, uh-huh. Nod Your Head. Yeah. Right? You remember that song? <laughs> of course. Who could forget that? Yeah. And then uh, Men in Black 3 comes out in 2012, yeah. 10 years after the sequel. And he did Welcome to Miami. No. Pitbull, of all people, does the song. Pitbull. Will Smith couldn't even be bothered. Yeah. And he does a song big. called Back in Time, and it's not even a cover of Huey Lewis's Back in Time. What was it, then? So, some Pitbull song. I don't know song. if I've ever heard a Pitbull song. Yeah, I don't think so, either. He seems like a, a fun man, though. Hey, he seems nice. He uh, does seem going, nice. Going Everybody craps all over Pitbull. He seems nice. He's living his life. Yeah. And he's living Pitbull. the Miami lifestyle. Yeah. He loves it. Is that is is that the the Miami connection? Is that how he Perhaps, got? Yeah, he got to do Men in Black Three. Yeah. Was Men in Black Three the one where um they where, went back in time? Yes, but where Will Smith had the uh, the trailer that was like too big for New York. Well, maybe possibly. remember that. Have you ever seen that trailer? Too big for New York. It's huge. I saw a behind a uh, uh, sneak peek, a behind the scenes sneak peek of this trailer. From the company that made the trailer's YouTube channel. And boy, is this a nice trailer. Tom, are we talking about Men in Black or, or what? It's, it costs a couple of, a cool couple of mil, but you wouldn't believe. Million dollars? Yeah. Double decker trailer, a lot of t- TVs. Television sets. Um, he could, uh, there were doors he could close. He could close off part of the 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 trailer from other parts. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> I think that happened. That's he common. had his own makeup chair in the trailer, so he wouldn't have to go and mingle with all the uh, non Scientologists in the makeup trailer. He's not an official Scientologist. Oh yeah, but he's giving money to the church. Yeah. How how much money have you given to churches that you don't belong to in your lifetime? Mm, fair point. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about, uh, those men in black. We're talking about the real men in black, Tim. Do they wear Predator 2 sunglasses? No, they don't wear, what? What are Predator 2 sunglasses? They're the Ray-Bans that, uh, that, uh, J and K wear. The men in black of the movie. And they're from the movie Predator 2? No, it's just the, this the name of the product. Well, line. that's very confusing, because that's another movie with aliens in it. It is. Yeah, different. I mean, that's just the sunglasses. Yeah, because you would think those would have been the glasses Danny Glover would have worn in Predator 2, and he didn't wear sunglasses in Predator 2. No. Why just Danny Glover? Wouldn't everybody wear them? Uh, I would think either the protagonist or the Predator would wear them. Otherwise, I'd be disappointed. You can't even see the Predator, though. Uh, you can when he decloaks. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> you've made yourself out to be a real fool in this episode. For over 80 years, Fram has been a leader in automotive filtration because that's the only thing they do, baby. Filters. 
Want to protect your well-oiled machine or breathe easier when driving? Fram has the right filter for every kind of driver. Fram oil filters are American-made, tough, and feature SureGrip technology. No-slip grip for easy install and remove, even with an oily hand or glove. Fram cabin air filters filter out contaminants like exhaust fumes, allergens, and pollution. That's all the kind of stuff you don't want. And with the power of Arm & Hammer baking soda, you can breathe easy with an odorless interior. Arm & Hammer baking soda, the best stuff. I didn't know that they had cabin air filters with that stuff. I'm going to get one of these cabin air filters now. Honestly, I didn't know cabin air filters was a thing, and I probably should have. Now I'm going to get one. And look. Well, now that, now that we know that baking soda is a part of it. Yeah. Well, and look, no matter how you drive, Fram has the right filter for you. Head over to Fram.com, that's F-R-A-M.com, and find your perfect filter today. And thanks to Fram for sponsoring The Complete Guide to Everything. This episode of The Complete Guide to Everything is sponsored by Saqqara. You want to feel better about what you eat, but sometimes it's hard to prepare healthy meals that also taste good. With sure Saqqara, as heck is. Yeah, Tom, you, you know it. With Saqqara... You can reach your health goals without sacrificing taste. Sakara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. And along with delicious meals, Sakara also has daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nu- nutrition. Tom, to mm-hmm. boost results, try the best-selling Metabolism Super Powder. It's an all-natural remedy for bloating, weight gain, and fatigue. Tom, I, I tried could, some of I this. I could use that. Yeah, we ate some of this Saqqara food. Mm-hmm. Very fresh. Very fresh and filling and delicious. And right now, Saqqara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to saqqara.com slash guide or enter code guide at checkout. That's Saqqara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash guide to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash guide. Tim, I'm talking about the real men in black. Although that doesn't mean they don't have celebrity encounters of their own. Okay. Explain to me what the men in black are. So this has been happening since. Because I honestly don't know. I thought it was just the movie starring Tommy Lee Jones as Agent <laughs> K uh, and Will Smith as Agent J. So the first incident, um, the first incident was 1947, uh, where this guy, okay, uh, this guy. You nervous, Tom? Boy, well, when you hear some of this, you'll be nervous because these men in black are real. Record in a singlet today. You're all flustered. No, I feel more comfortable in this singlet. Cheerleaders here. I shouldn't have invited these cheerleaders (laughs) to come watch us. I do feel a little uncomfortable in the singlet with all the cheerleaders here. Uh, in 1947, Harold Dahl, no relation to Raoul Dahl, uh, that was D-O-L-L. Uh, like claimed a, uh, to have been warned not to talk about his alleged uh, UFO sighting on Maury Island by a man in a dark suit. And then, in the that was the first time we've. What seen if that was guys. just uh, like JFK in John F. Kennedy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wouldn't he have been too young then <laughs> to wear a suit? <laughs> <laughs> to be working for the government and confronting no, his family was very connected. His That's family true. was in the government yeah. at that point. Yeah. 
Uh, or maybe the, JFK Sr., Tom. In the mid... It could have been Joseph Kennedy. <laughs> it could have been Rose. Yeah. Uh, in the mid-1950s, the ufologist... Albert K. Bender. It's ufologist? Yeah. Not ufologist? No, ufologist. Yeah, well, right. to the layperson, ufologist. Ufologist Albert K. Bender claimed he was visited by men in dark suits who threatened and warned him not to continue investigating UFOs. Bender believed the men in black were secret government agents tasked with suppressing evidence of UFOs. The ufologist John Keel claimed to have encounters with men in black and referred to them as demonic supernaturals with dark skin and or exotic facial features. According to the ufologist Jerome Clark, reports of men in black represent experiences that don't seem to have occurred in the world of conscious reality. Can I ask you a question? Yes. There, there are th- at least... I gave you too many examples there. There are at least three people who describe their profession as ufologist. Yeah. Don't and act like that's not a dumb thing, not a dumb job that they have. 60 years ago it wasn't. You can make an honest living as ufologist. Yeah, now it's uh now it's all YouTubeologists. Yeah, yeah it's, you got to be a freelance ufologist. Yeah, nobody'll give you health benefits. No. And uh, a 401k nowadays as a ufologist. So basically, these are people that pop up after UFO sightings. Yeah, like Agent J and yeah, K. Yeah, I know, Tim. The movie's based on the real thing. So why were you so mad at me when I was talking about the movie? <laughs> because, again, you weren't talking about the movie. You were talking about behind-the-scenes gossip. <laughs> so these guys show up. And so, like, they let's say... put the pew thing. No, they don't they do the erase pew your memory. Thing. So, like, let's say you are like, I saw a UFO, and you tell the local newspaper in the 50s or whatever, you can expect me, a man in black, to show up at your doorstep soon afterwards and be like, hey, so what'd you see? And you're like, oh, I saw a UFO. And I'd be like, oh, interesting. You didn't see a UFO. And you'd be like, what? No, I I saw it. And I'd be like, you didn't see a UFO. And if you know what's good for you, you keep your damn mouth shut. So they're just people that uh, suppress the truth. Yeah, although... Although you have some sort of reverence for them. <laughs> I don't have reverence some for them. Some sort of authoritarian uh, th- people who are suppressing the truth, and, and you're like, oh, they're great men. When they come into contact with people, they present themselves as members of a secret organization. Sometimes they even show a white card with the word security on it and refer to each other by number rather than name. If somebody approached you and they showed a card that just said security. Well, I imagine in the 50s it was harder to get cards. <laughs> it's true. You were like, that's Anybody not with a laser Okay. Yeah, exactly. All right. I'll believe it. You're security. There's access to a printing press. So uh, here's another early, Rockefeller. A, uh, early encounter. This guy, Dahl, he was out on his boat on the Puget Sound. Mm-hmm. You know where that is? Uh Massachusetts. Yeah, not far from here. He saw six Is it Massachusetts? It doesn't say Rhode Island in here. Uh he's You 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 asked me, <laughs> you know where that is as Yeah, cuz I was asking, uh, I wasn't sure. Yeah. I'm sorry if it came across otherwise. Uh he saw six donut-shaped objects in the sky. One of the objects actually fell apart and spilled debris. Now <laughs> I got news for you. What? It's in Washington state. <laughs> oh, okay. Glad you looked that up. One of the objects fell apart and spilled debris, which killed his dog and injured his son. 
While Dahl did take photographs to document the debris, he said they were later fogged over by a man in black who told him not to speak of what happened. Fogged over? What does that mean? Man, the guy just Oh, like, it's right outside Seattle. I've, I've been to the beach. It's, God. Well, it, I'm embarrassed. Can we go back and... That makes it even spookier to you then. Uh, the I next be, encounter... I don't, I don't really recall what was going on. The next encounter was reported in 1969 by Jack Robinson, a UFO researcher. Not, he wasn't confident enough to refer to himself as a UFOologist yet. He was just a researcher. Okay. It, right in New Jersey, our, our neighbor state. Robinson claimed that he and his wife were terrorized by a man in, bla- in a black suit who would stand across the street from their apartment building every day. But wait, did that guy see something? Or he was just researching? He was researching. So and these he are was just A lot of times they intimidate. Yeah, they're kind of henchmen. Although, I'll get into, some people believe that they are aliens, the men in black. And then some people believe they're, uh, and I'll include myself in this camp, that they're robots that the aliens send. Why? What evidence is there that they're robots? Other than that would be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, I'll get to some of that evidence, Tim. After the break. No, not after the break. Um, Hopkins received a phone call from a man. Miss Hopkins, the researcher? Yeah, he's the re. No, this is a different guy. <laughs> the guy that has not been introduced yet? <laughs> a man who has not been introduced, who saw UFOs this one time, and I think he was like writing about it or whatever. He received a phone call from a man who identified himself as a representative of the New Jersey UFO organization. The man asked Hopkins if he was alone and available to discuss his research. If he was alone, never answer that question. Well, because it's like this confidential man. Hey, are you alone? Cool. Uh, all right. Can I come over? No. Well, but he, Hopkins agreed to the talk. Why? And by the time... Well, I don't want to blame the victim here, but Hopkins... Hopkins hung up the phone, looked outside, and the man was outside his door waiting for him. And Tim, let me remind you, there were no cell phones in 1968. Um, that's not true. Hopkins, <laughs> that's 100% true. Hopkins' description of the man who appeared at his door is perhaps... You can make a phone call from an airplane, though. <laughs> no, you can't make a phone call from an airplane in the 60s, and that still wouldn't explain how he got to his doorstep so quickly. Well, what I would say is to that, Tom... <laughs> Is that if you can make a phone call from the air, from the skies, you could use that same technology to to, to make to a phone call. To beam down? No, to make a phone call from a there car. There was no technology to make a phone call from the skies. When did they start doing that? It was like relayed through radio at the time and then through the phone. Okay, so that's what the guy right. did. So, but then he probably, A, he would have sounded very like... Yeah, did it say he that he didn't said over, sound- over and out? Um, and why? Anyway, listen to this unsettling description of the man. I don't want to hear an unsettling description. I'll get scared. Tom. He wore a neatly tailored black suit, was bald, with no eyebrows or eyelashes. Like pitbull. Yeah. So far, there's a pit- yeah. So this far, it's just like pitbull. Was pitbull he wearing a tie a- or no tie? And how many buttons were unbuttoned? I don't know, but a neatly tailored black suit, that's Pitbull. Uh, yeah, to I a mean, tea. sometimes it's Pitbull like has a... eyelashes, though. Yeah. 
Not and he had smooth, dead white plastic skin and ruby red lips. Mm, ruby <laughs> red lips. Tim, he was. He yeah, had, he was they, a, it just sounds like he had kissable lips, Tom. He wasn't wearing. Did Hopkins kiss this uh, <laughs> this pit bull man with the full he lips? He wasn't wearing the ruby red lipsticks to titillate Tim. He was trying. He was wearing them to try and pass himself off as a human being. Yeah, and it worked. Uh, no, Hopkins went gaga over no, this No, it didn't work because at one point uh, the man wiped his lips with a napkin and the lipstick came off. Really? And this is in the 60s, Tim. Men didn't wear lipstick in the 60s. Mm, some did. Some did, but certainly not men in black. Certainly not uh, men looking to intimidate UFOologists. Well, apparently this guy, so you're saying this wasn't a man in black? No, listen, and then you'll know. The man asked Hopkins to take two coins that were in Hopkins' pocket out of his pocket well, that were in a Hopkins. Magician. <laughs> stunned, Hopkins did. Hopkins was stunned that he knew there were two coins. Hopkins claimed the men in black told him to watch the coins. As he watched the coin, uh, just one of the coins. I guess he told him like take one of the two coins out. Uh, as he watched it, it de- it started to develop a silver color instead of copper. So I guess it was a penny. And then the silver became bluish, and then the penny was getting fuzzy and out of focus, blurred, and then it was simply gone. It slowly dematerialized. Can I stop you right there for a second? Then the man said, neither you nor anyone else on this planet will ever see those coins again. He stole the coins. He stole the coins. And he was like, I'm spending them. You'll never see this money again. Now, Tom, if there was a magician that came up to you. Uh Uh-huh. Came to my home. Yeah, or anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here, take uh, take out these coins. I'm not going to touch them. This wasn't sleight of hand, though, Tim. It, it, it um, this is not what I <sighs> understand. Okay. The man was an alien or something. Uh, would you prefer uh, that he said, close your hand, uh-huh. and then you open it back up and it's gone? Or would you want to see that happen? I'd Like, what's the, what's the draw of magic, right? <laughs> it's not about what's the draw of magic. You... I would rather see somebody make a coin blur in my hands and disappear. That would be a much more impressive trick. Yeah, but I kind of wouldn't because it would freak me out. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And it's like, ah, that must have been a But you have to understand the man in black was trying to freak him out. He wasn't trying to just convince him he was a magician. Then the man said... Why didn't he just make the man... Why didn't he make Hopkins disappear? You know what he threatened him with? He said, if you don't stop your research... I'm going to do the same thing to your heart. Well, why didn't he just do that? Because he, he he's kind, kind but fair. Kind, stern but fair. <laughs> he didn't want to kill the man. I don't he, understand. He's benevolent. Well, no, he's threatening him. No, he's but then the man to said, erase his heart. Then the man said his energy was running low and he left. Hmm. It's batteries. He yeah. Could go recharge him at the mothership. Like a probably. robot. Tim. I, I teased earlier that... Why uh, do we believe Hopkins? Because this was a long time ago. Why we have lied? A lot of people lied back then. No, he didn't have... He was Pinocchio was alive back then. <laughs> Famous Tim, liar. Tim he was the, alive in like the 1870s, I think. <laughs> Tim, for the dozenth time, Pinocchio wasn't... That's not a real story. He was a real boy, Tom. No, he was a real boy. I see where you're confused. He started <laughs> life as a puppet. But then the the blue fairy, uh, he wished upon a star. Not a Geppetto, tr- not 
Pinocchio. Geppetto wished upon a star. No, I think he just sang the song about it. You don't know anything about No, Pinocchio. he sang the song, and Geppetto was like, oh, that's a good idea. I'd like to have it a real boy. Wait, you think uh, a puppet just sang the song? So no, he was alive already? No, the fucking cricket sang the song. And then Geppetto was like, that's a good idea. I'll sing the song to the star. So I make it a puppet a real boy. I don't think you're right on this. I'm 100% right. You think, what did the cricket have to gain from Pinocchio turning into a real boy? He got to be uh, his closest confidant, his conscience. Oh, so you, you think he had like an end game that he just wasn't able to... He's like, once you bring this idiot... A uh, puppet to life. Yeah, I'll use him to get what I need out of this world. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm but a lowly cricket. Nobody yeah. listens to me. Somebody will listen to a real boy, right? <laughs> especially as he grows into a man. Oh, he was. It, so it was like a long con. Yeah, he was like he, he was gonna, he was gonna operate a human being as if he were the cricket's puppet. So he didn't want him to become a real boy. He wanted to become animated, like a anthrop. Anthrop- no, no, an- no, no. He wanted him to be a real flesh and blood boy because that's the only way the boy would be accepted into society. But all the while, the cricket is uh, is is whispering his ideas in the boy's ear, <laughs> and he's he's brainwashed the boy. He's like, "I'm your conscience. Yeah. I, like you have to listen to me." Yeah, that's true. And then it's it's if boom, I tell he's you got a vessel for all the is... cricket's dangerous ideas. Yeah, boy. And you, you ever listen to one of these crickets? They're, yeah. Yeah, but read between the lines. Tim, I teased earlier that uh, there would be a celebrity involved in this story and not connected to the Men in Black franchise. <laughs> so it's not Tony Shalhoub? It's not Tony Shalhoub, Tim. It's one of the biggest one, A-list. Rosario Dawson. A-plus list. Carrie Grant. Triple A-list. Still alive. Still alive to this day? To this day. This was somewhat recent. This was like, I think, 2002 this happened, this this encounter. Can I posit a guest? Yes, a guest. Yeah, you can posit a guest. Who would you like to have as a guest? Tom, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that to me. Was it Tommy Lee Jones? Tim, it was not anyone connected with the Men in Black franchise. Oh, oh okay. Films. Was it Clint Although, Eastwood? No, I'll tell you. It's somebody connected to Sony Pictures. Hmm. I swear, if you say Will Smith, <laughs> I'm going to jump over the table. Hmm. Was it Will Smith? <laughs> Tim, it was Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd was associated with Sony? Yeah, the the freaking uh, Ghostbusters movies. You know what? I don't believe a goddamn word Dan Aykroyd says. I'm well, you sorry. can't believe that the Ghostbusters movies were made by Sony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, he uh, didn't tell you that. I don't the, think they were, but they were Columbia on. Pictures, and Columbia bought Sony. Sony bought Columbia. Okay. Well, on a break, so what he, a weird, what a weird, <laughs> what a weird clue you gave me <laughs> <laughs> to this. To this, uh, this celebrity, he's associated with Sony. Yeah, because I one gotten of his movies was made by a studio that was bought by Sony. I think Casper the Friendly Ghost was made by Sony as well, and he made a brief cameo in that film. Dan Aykroyd is not a reliable source. That guy, Dan Aykroyd, 
he was making a television show about the occult at the time. Wow. For, for the science fiction channel. Okay. On a break during interviews for the upcoming show, he stepped outside probably to, you know, smoke a cigarette. He loved to smoke. He still loves to smoke, presumably, Dan Aykroyd. Does he? Yeah. He stepped outside and saw a black Ford sedan with a man in black standing outside it. He looked away for a brief moment, and when he looked back, the car was gone. And presumably the man, or else you would think he'd include, like, the car was gone, but the, but the man scary remained. man was still yeah. there. Two hours after the car disappeared, Dan was given the bad news from the producers. He was told, we are not going to continue taping, and the show has been canceled, and none of this will air. So the man in black, he, he shut down the whole thing. What? Dan, Dan Aykroyd was asking too many questions, and a man in black, he was able to, to stop, to you shut know down who the I'd whole... You I'd like to talk to? He, he knew, the men in black, they know the top executives at the Sci-Fi Channel, and they can sh- get things shut down, no you problem. You would think they'd shut down the whole damn Sci-Fi Channel. Well, they gotta keep some of the stuff up for mis- misinformation, the yeah. misinformation campaign. Um, I don't believe... Dan Aykroyd. Like, why is it, you know, like, Tom, mm-hmm. only people that obsess incessantly about things like ghosts and men in black <laughs> and, like, uh-huh. aliens and stuff, they're the only people that, that ever see these things. Well, of course, Tim. You think a man in black is going to come hassle you? Maybe. No, why would they hassle Lots you? Lots of people hassle me, Tom. Somebody's going to... Men g- dressed in all different colors. All colors of the rainbow. All different colored suits. Yeah. You're always getting hassled by men in suits. Yeah. Uh, get out. You're not allowed in here, sir. Um, let me tell you another scary story about a postal worker, an anonymous postal worker, the scariest kind. From Washington, D.C., he was out delivering mail one day when he decided to stop and eat an apple. <laughs> when he was finished... He looked around to find. You uh, have to stop to eat an apple if you want to do it right. It's the most portable food there is. <sighs> Look, oh, you think the mail carriers—they don't deserve a break every now and then? Oh no, keep keep delivering mail. You can't stop for even one I'm damn not saying second. He, he can't stop. I'm just saying that he shouldn't. When he was finished, he looked around. Can you imagine if a mail carrier delivered? Here's your mail. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd lose my mind. Yeah. You'd be like, my you, couldn't, God. you couldn't finish that apple up before you came to deliver my mail, sir? But, like, I don't know. Do, do you think he has uh, uh, wipes with him? Uh, I think this was in the 70s. They didn't have wipes back then. They didn't have wet naps back no. then? Because I don't want somebody with apple... Uh, Juices, Juice, yeah, yeah, on their hands. Exactly. That's why you have to my stop. Mail. Yeah, but did he have a handkerchief or something? It's unclear. Let me. He finished and he looked around for a trash can and finding none, decided to toss it on the ground. That's okay. The birds will eat it. <laughs> That's what he said out loud. <laughs> um, uh, Is that why he remained anonymous? He didn't <laughs> want to get arrested. Yeah. Uh, before he could leave the area, a security guard approached and lectured him for his negligence, explaining that the entire building and surrounding grounds were under constant surveillance. The postal worker thought about this, along with the fact that he was already he had already been buzzed in to deliver the mail at this building, and began Wait, th- and began on. thinking that there was more to this place than meets the eye. 
He was buzzed in and then was like, all right, but let me stop to eat this apple first. The this order of unclear. Event, yeah. Well, I, they, they, I think they did something with his memory. A while later, Zapped he, him. he was out on his usual run when he came by the foreboding building again. This time he saw three men walking toward the building, except they didn't appear to be like men. Wait, he was running? He was on his mail run. Oh, I thought he was running after No, no, hours. he was walking. I was like, man, eating apples, going for a jog. This guy is in shape. <laughs> he saw three men walking to- towards the building, except they didn't appear to be like men. They waddled when they walked. Instead of putting one foot in front of the other, and they were abnormally thin. It was this thinness more than anything that frightened him. Though shaken, he decided to soldier on, you know, because he's a mailman, yeah. and march his <laughs> you know, way a soldier and march his way up to the door to deliver the mail because that's in their credo, right? Yeah, no matter rain or wind or dark of night, men or in black. or men in any spindly color, spindly men waddling yeah. up towards a building. When he entered, he found a group of men who began questioning him about what he had seen moments earlier. He was flabbergasted, unable to respond until one of the strange beings who had earlier sidled up near him, at which point he felt even more terrified. After more grilling, uh, he was allowed to leave. And then he changed his mail route. Just because of that? Yeah. If you if there was like a, a three aliens you saw on your mail route, and then they hassled you at the building. You'd be like, I don't need any of this. You do need it. It's your job. <laughs> it's not your job to be hassled by aliens or robots. I Again, I think they're robots. Because the one guy said uh, he had to go recharge or something. <laughs> he said his energy was low. Yeah, you've told me your energy is low. And you're not smart enough to be a robot. <laughs> <laughs> You're too emotional to be a robot, Tom. An anonymous man relayed a tale of a strange experience he had while sightseeing in Washington, D.C. Again, in D.C. Our nation's capital. Without realizing that there wasn't anything of interest for a civilian to see, he wandered into the State Department building. <laughs> Meandered through the lobby for a while until security became suspicious and head him off. They Can we just go to the State Department right no, now? No, they'll usher you out. And I don't think they've filled any of those security guard posts, actually. <laughs> I think true. we can get in there. I think they'll just be like, yeah, yeah, no, take any of the, these empty offices. Do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, you want to work here? Yeah. Uh, however, before we won't they, pay you. Before they could usher him out, he saw something that he would never forget. The elevator opened and five men got out. Two of them were very businesslike and wore gray suits that were formal. Hardly remarkable beyond that. What drew his attention were the other three men in their escort. These men wore black hats pulled low over their eyes and long black trench coats. Yeah, even the though, State Department. Even though it was the middle of summer in D.C. Yeah. Hot time living in the city. Summer in the city. So, yeah, in, during the summer. Living in the city during the summer. That's how the Hot song time goes. living in the city during the summer. Dirt and gritty. The appearance... Seems so strange that our observer could only describe it as cartoonish. As they were walking by, one of the men, one of the strange men, fell, lost his footing on the marble floor, and fell to the ground, dropping his portfolio in the process. Upon helping him up, he knows that the man's legs seemed extraordinarily weak, and it felt as though there were a thick layer of wool underneath his suit. Even stranger, the man's expression never appeared to change at all, despite falling onto the hard marble floor. Near the drop portfolio, he found a small coin with words written in no, no language he could identify. One side depicted a man with features like a wolf, and the other had navigational lines and two crescent moons. 
Explain that. Explain how this strange man had a coin like that. I've been to Budapest, Tom, uh-huh. this past summer. They have wolfmen on their coins? Yeah. The Hungarian money is... Uh, lousy with wolfmen? Lousy with wolfmen. And, and navigational Tom, coordinates? So there's just a random guy that claims he was... <laughs> milling about the state department yeah well he didn't realize there was nothing for civilians to see how long was he there i don't know not very long just like a few minutes who's this guy you're very gullible i'm very, you believe he, anything that some random guy? man or I dan Aykroyd tell tells this you. man was an anonymous man huh. he had a lot to lose he was, was he wearing important. a guy fox mask no, because that's the only anonymous man I I trust. There was another man in black who just liked to hang out. So why are we worried about in, them? In most stories, <laughs> the men in black... Yeah, they're just dudes. <laughs> in most stories, the men in black are malevolent, malevolent intimidating... Malevolent. <laughs> malevolent. <laughs> oh, God. Didn't we have to end the podcast? Malevolent. How do you say it? Maleficent. <laughs> it's not Maleficent. Bad guys. The men were bad, intimidating entities who only appear briefly after someone sees something they weren't supposed to. But that's I've seen a lot of things I'm not supposed to. Well, (laughs) R-rated movies. (laughs) But that's not always the case. In one account, a man, a woman, claims that she was a child. Playboy magazines. No, it would have been Playgirl. What? It was a woman. No, no, that's what, these are the things that I've seen that I'm not right, supposed but, to see. But th- this is a woman, so she has seen Playgirl. Who are you? I'm not, I've stopped listening to your anonymous account. Listen, she claims when she was a child, her engineer oh father God, who was cares? regularly visited by a man in black who simply went by the name Lev. <laughs> this well, Lev is a weird name for somebody <laughs> to have. I know a guy named Lev. You know, I never trusted him. <laughs> is it short for Lever? <laughs> I think so. This man was completely bald, which she noted was very odd during her time. Uh, her time? What? <laughs> during her childhood. Very few bald men during her childhood. When she went to <sighs> shake his hand, his skin was impossibly smooth, as though he had no hair whatsoever on his body. I don't know how a hand would imply all that. You could have a hairless hand. That doesn't mean... Some child's recollection Listen, of a bald man named Lev being like, well, the aliens are real. <laughs> the man constantly wore his trademark dark suit, glasses, and hat, even on scorching summer days. He was known for hanging around s- with several engineers in the area. And his father always visited him in a little house near the local supermarket. The woman who tells the story says she is sure her father knew Lev was an alien, although she never figured out what they talked about during their meetings. Tom, mm-hmm. when I was younger... Yeah, when I was a when I was a wee boy, my parents knew a man who like lived named around Lev. Town. No, no. Oh, named Jimmy Bear. Okay, that was his last name, Bear. B e a r. I think so. I don't know. I, I've or only B-A-R-E. ever heard. I've never B e e r. Anyway, um, you know, I uh, we went to a restaurant and he was there one time and I met him, <laughs> and I was like four. To this day, I remember that Jimmy Bear was an actual bear. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I remember the time we were at uh, Stillman's, and uh, I was introduced to a bear, Jimmy yeah. Bear, who was an actual bear. But that's not what actually happened. I imagine my parents maybe were not it is friends what with happened. an anthropomorphic maybe, bear. Maybe you should say no, these I'm things just an so idiot. people. 
Well, you could still be an idiot and still have, your parents could have been friends with a bear that I don't got think to go to so. restaurants. I don't know. <laughs> um, there's uh, also Ross was friends with a monkey. That's very true, Tim. And and they thought he was the leader of the show just because he was friends with the monkey. Yeah. Um, there's uh, there's uh, this isn't so good of a story, but there's a very good video. They're not as good as the rest of the th- chilling tales yeah. you told tonight. Where um uh people in this hotel saw a, a UFO, and I guess they were like talking about it. And men in black came, and there are men in black on the security footage from the hotel. You can see them. Yeah, men in suits. Tim, th- they were like these two men looked identical to each other. And in the video, twins, the property brothers. It wasn't the property brothers, Tim. The property brothers don't wear big black. Uh, if it were coats the 60s, they would have. This wasn't the 60s. This is modern times. Ooh. Yeah. Well, you know, the finance version of the Property Brothers. If you saw a UFO. The Money Brothers. If you saw a UFO. Have you ever seen a UFO? No. Well, you're not looking. If you you saw a UFO and you told people about it, like say you saw something really crazy you couldn't explain in the sky and you told everybody about it, what would you do if a man in black came to talk to you about it? You would you would immediately be like yes sir. I'll, uh, okay, what would I you would. do? Fight him? Yeah, I'd I'd try and pull it. You're his, a brave man. I'd wipe though. his lipstick off. Mm. I'd try and uh, pull yeah, his. Yeah, but then what if he made all your coins disappear? You'd be oh, like my God. savings. I, I'm broke. I I'm ruined. Um, I'd I, I'd uh, kick his spindly little legs. Hmm. What would happen? Braver you... than you. There was a story. I Wait, know... so this one man in black that came out of the elevator yeah. was hairy. No, he wasn't hairy. No, it felt like he had wool. Right. But and then like, this other guy, not... Lev, uh-huh. his his hands were so smooth that he had no hair on his body. These guys, they're, they're opposite men in black. So mm. men in black could be anybody. Well. As long as you wear a suit. And guess what, Tom? I wear a suit. Now it makes it to weddings, to funerals. <laughs> I've Tim. I can't tell you how many men in blacks I've seen at weddings and funerals hanging out by the edges. Me and and Dan Aykroyd. Well, I'm afraid of men in black. I've never seen a man in black in real life, but uh, boy, I'm keeping my eyes peeled for him. And I'm keeping my eyes to the sky to see UFOs. And you're also on the lookout for ghosts. And I'm on the lookout for ghosts. I'm thinking about buying a ghost detector from Amazon, but I'm scared that it might detect a ghost. <laughs> anyway, if you like the show, you can uh, find out more at tcgt.com. You can check out our Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. Follow us on Twitter at complete guide. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me on this thing at your pal, Tim. You can email us at complete guide to everything at gmail.com. We'll do Tim and Tom solve your problems uh, next, next week. week. If it's not. Oh, send us spooky problems. How about yeah. that? Send us your spookiest. Pro- but not like I think there's a ghost in my house because Tom will be like, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll have to ridicule. No, if you think you've got a ghost, I want to hear this. No, a ghost, nobody. a ghoul, a poltergeist, hear, no, a Bigfoot, aliens, anything. I'd rather hear somebody describe their dream than uh, describe a if, ghost. Hey, ghost. if you've had a scary oh, the dream, was uh, was folded on the pillow, and I wasn't before. There, I gotta show you this video from this school in Ireland that a ghost is haunting. You wouldn't believe it. I I wouldn't believe it, Tom. 
I, you know what? We don't have enough time for it. All right. I got to finish the plugs and I'll say it. Uh, you can support the show by supporting our sponsors. You can also check out tcgt.com slash Amazon for your normal Amazon shopping and tcgt.com slash pledge for our Patreon, where we just dumped a whole bunch of uh, mini episodes. Fast Food Friday. Fast Food Friday. Fast Food Friday. Uh, Justice League Minute. The Riverdale Review. What else? Um, there are a bunch of episodes. Yeah, Tinseltown Talk. Tinseltown Talk. Yeah, all the Hollywood gossip. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of them. Yeah, there's um, more coming every week. Yeah. Uh, what was I about to say? What was I starting to talk about? Oh, I was like, no. Oh, the Ir- the Irish school. Oh was no, being- I was gonna say in general, there's a lot of really good ghosts and UFO videos online nowadays. And the trouble is, you heard it here first. <laughs> online videos. <laughs> Everyone's got you know uh cameras on them all the time so a lot of people are like oh yeah you think we'd see more stuff we do but technology's gotten better so everybody thinks everything's fake and a lot of these aren't fake you watch them and you put them through a spectro analyzer and they come out clean they come out don't take your headphones off we're not done talking yet uh they come out clean and there's no way they've been photoshopped you can look at the metadata and everything looks normal Dim, stop putting your laptop away. We're not done talking about the episode. Nobody can. It's not even a funny bit because nobody can see you doing it. It's just rude to me. It's rude to the UFO community. It's rude to the ghost community. It's rude to the uh, uh, Bigfoot people are kind of idiots. Um, that's fine. All right. We'll see you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.